Hello and welcome to this episode of Artful Loving. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about recognizing the red flags in relationship and what to then do about it. Welcome to Artful Loving, where together we master the world of love, sex and relationships. Brought to you by me, Nick Tovey. Hi, I'm Nick Tovey, relationships and intimacy counsellor, coach, educator, and the author of the book, The Revolutionary Man. Um, if you're new to the channel or the podcast, please go ahead, click the subscribe button so you can keep on top of this conversation. It's a big conversation, it's gonna continue. Um, and if you want to learn a little bit more about myself and my work, then you can go to my website, nicktovey.com and check out some of the information there. And of course, if you have any questions or, or you want to engage with me on a one-on-one -on -one or as a couple uh, situation, then please get in touch and we can have a chat. So what do I mean by a red flag? Well, ultimately what I'm talking about are signs that tell us that something in this relationship or in this particular person isn't compatible and isn't gonna work. So it's a, it may be a behavior, it may be a value, it may be uh, something particularly strong like abusive situations, yeah? What, that give us the information, some level of data um, that, that tell us this just isn't going to work. But of course, a lot of people aren't very good at picking these red flags up and sometimes when we do pick them up, we ignore them or we we brush it aside and think, oh, we can work on this or this is something we can, I, I can make do with, you know, I can, I can uh, allow this person to be the way they are, even though maybe that's not so good for me. Yeah, so it's really important that we get to recognize these signs and, and then we have some ability to do something about it. Yeah. So red flags, of course, can be a whole manner of things and it's a very subjective experience what we're talking about because a red flag for you might be something different to what a red flag is for me. And so it's a very individual, subjective uh, experience and, and it's very, so it's very important for us as individuals to really think about this, to, to consider what are the things that are red flags for me? What is it about certain people, certain behaviors, certain whatever it is that aren't gonna work for me, yeah? So we need to really look at uh, our own uh, our own values and, and decide um, what values are so important to me that I need to actually make a stand for them and not accept anything that brushes up against them the wrong way in a relationship. So a red flag could be anything from, like I said just then, a, a value difference, yeah? A difference in values. That's, of course, a very subjective experience. Or it could be things like abusive behavior. And, and of course, that's something that is gonna be much more obvious, hopefully, for us to see and to spot. 
But it's not always the case. Sometimes abuse can be quite subtle. And so it's important for us to, to know what it is when, we, when it comes into, into our relationship um, so we, we can recognize it for what it is and, and address it there and then without it becoming this thing that we, you know, years down the track, we've realized that we've lost ourselves, that we feel totally disempowered and, and that we are in an abusive relationship. That's not, that's not something that anybody needs to go through. And, and of course, it's something we all need to address. So when we're talking about values, of course, like I said, values are very subjective. It's a very individual thing. And we, it's important for us as individuals to know what our values are. What are the things in life uh, that are important to me? Whether it's a, a, a particular cultural interest or, um, a, or and any <laughs> values go across the board, you know. There's such a, a important part of life. It's really important. And of course, a lot of us gain and inherit our values from the life we've lived as a child and from the people we lived around as a child. So of course, we, we inherit values from our family, from our culture, from our religion, uh, from, from our, our, our nationality, all of those different things. Yeah, and of course, sometimes some of those values that we do inherit don't really work for us. We get to a point in our own life and our own individuation where it's like, ah, I need to let go of this value because it's a value that I've taken on from my, my family of origin and it's not really mine. I need to make my own value system mine. And that's a really, really important process for us to go through. And so I, I really encourage you to, to look at your life and look at and make a list of the values that are really, really important for you. Not what anybody else thinks you should value, but what is it about life? What are, what are really, really important uh, values that are yours? And then I think a really good exercise to, to do once we have a list of values is to look at what, what in these values are absolute no deals when it comes to relationship. So there are going to be certain values that are important to you, um, but maybe there's a little bit of give, give and take in that. There's a little bit of leeway that you can work with. And so, for instance, you know, I have a value about supporting a particular football team. I don't know. I don't like football personally, but that's something that's really important to a lot of people. Uh, and I couldn't be in relationship with somebody who is part of this football uh, team supporters uh, uh, or maybe they don't like football at all. And for me, for somebody to, who's really passionate about football, to be in relationship with somebody who's not passionate about football, that may be doable. It may be something I can live with. Um, but it's not, a, it's not my preference. Yeah, I want to share that passion with somebody else. But it may not necessarily be an absolute no deal. Yeah. So that's the and as an example of a value that is that is malleable that it's like okay this doesn't mean I can't be in relationship with you. 
Um, and then there are going to be certain values where are absolute no deals. Yeah, I know for myself uh, when I look at my value system and my no deals in my value system. Of course, there's a there are certain things that I am willing to. I don't need somebody to be in relationship with who loves absolutely everything that I love and who's, who finds certain things really, really important. It would be boring if we were all the same. The difference is good. Difference brings uh, a little bit of um, <laughs> interestingness to life. Yeah, there's there's conversations, there's debate that can happen. We need to ha see the world through different lenses, through different eyes, and and have differences. That's that's really really important. And there are certain things where it's like, no, I'm not okay with that. Yeah, for me. Uh, smoking, you know, I don't like smoking. I don't like to be around cigarette smoke. It smells gross to me. It's not a very good way of living to me. It doesn't work for my healthy lifestyle and my natural living that I like to try to uh, to live by. And and so for for me to be in relationship with somebody who smoked, who chose that as a as a way of living, um, it just wouldn't work for me because I wouldn't want to kiss them. I wouldn't want to be around them because of the smell, because of the, it just, ugh, it's a bit gross for me. But that's my thing, you know, it may not be yours and that's okay. And the thing is, if somebody chooses to smoke, that's fine, go for it. You do you. I just don't want to be in relationship with you. That's the real simplicity of the thing. It's not a judgment. Well, it is in in a way, but I don't condemn you for your choices, and I can still love you. But I'm going to do that from afar. I'm not going to be in relationship with you. Similarly, for me, I couldn't be in relationship with somebody who just didn't have the level of conscientiousness about how they interact with nature and the planet. You know, I for me, they're important values. So it's about finding. Uh, commonalities for me. It's like there are certain things where it's like, yes, we're on the same page and, and that's going to work. And if we're not on the same page about these certain things, it's just not going to work. So these are really, really important to find what are your values, make a list of your values, and then go down your list and say you've got, I don't know, 10 values. Hopefully you've got a few more. Um, but if, let's say you've got the minimum 10 values. These are the things that are really important in your life. Um, out of that 10, there might be two or three or four that are absolute no deals. And it's and when you when you're thinking about being in relationship with someone, if somebody is not meeting you on that value that is a no deal, clearly this relationship is not going to be compatible for you. So that is really, really important to know. So these are really important uh, awarenesses to have, of course, early on in a relationship. Yeah, it's it makes things much more simplified and easy and, and saves us from a lot of pain and suffering if we can establish these value differentials or the ways in which we do meet in, in our values early on 
in a relationship and and in a lot of ways I think these are where dating apps are really really useful for us because we can ask certain questions we can dive into uh, into topics of discussion before we even meet the person and and of course that is an incremental um, meeting that that occurs from those first messages that we share on a dating app um, so it's important to ask certain questions and delve into certain topics and to establish what's this person's value system, what's important to them, and and can we meet in that? Is there going to be a compatibility? Like I said, we don't have to meet in everything. We can have difference. In fact, we're going to have differences. Um, but it's there are certain things that we really need to meet with. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Yeah, really, really simple. So it saves us a lot of heartache in the long run. But of course, sometimes it may not have happened that way. And here we are, five years later, ten years later, we're in a relationship with someone. And there are certain values that just don't work. So, and that may be that, you know, in the beginning of the relationship, we didn't really do our due diligence as well as we could have. Or it may have been that we've changed. Of course, we're individuals and we're always on this evolutionary path. And so things change. People change. People have differences of values that adjust over time. And that is very, very healthy and normal and natural and should be encouraged. And and yet sometimes that evolution, that change of a person's individual nature is going to mean that we don't necessarily meet as well as we used to. Maybe we were both, you know, big drinkers in our early time of our relationship and we we like partying, we like drinking a lot and it was something, is a way in which we we used to engage in, in quite a quite a fun and, and energetic way. Um, and then one of us, I don't know, maybe there was a change in values, maybe there was a health issue that we met up against, or we wanted to just be, live a more healthy life, and all of a sudden, we're not meeting in anymore. This person still likes to party, likes to drink, but this person doesn't. And, and, and so in this particular instance, we're not meeting. And that could turn into a no deal. That could turn into something where it's like, we are no longer compatible. And then we need to really question how, how useful, how healthy it is for either of us to continue being in the, this relationship when we're just not meeting at a place that feels compatible, that feels good, that feels in the best interest of everybody involved. Difficult conversations to have, difficult thoughts to be engaging in, and of course, breaking a relationship based on a difference in values is going to be hard. It's going to be messy. And of course, we can do that in a very difficult, messy, unpleasant way that causes a lot of harm and disruption, or we can do it well. And and of course, that's probably another conversation for another day in another episode, because ending relationships is really, really difficult and doesn't have to be this big shit fight that causes destruction. Yeah, so we can do that in a in a more mature and more healthy and and hopefully um, 
fulfilling way. But the important thing is, is that if we have a really strong mismatch of values, we need to recognize the lack of compatibility and it would be in our it would be a disservice to not only ourselves but to each other to continue being in a relationship under duress it's not going to serve anybody and so it's important to call it when it needs to be called and if, like i said that's not an easy call to make but we need to make it sometimes so let's talk about some of the more uh devastating mismatches and red red flags that we need to look at yeah so this is when things start to become potentially moving towards abuse or downright abusive yeah so like i said before these aren't always easy to see of course we can look at violence being uh it's very clear for the most part it's not always yeah physical violence it's very obvious you know a smack is a smack that is there's no getting away from that that is wrong that is not okay that is nothing that anybody should have to endure in a relationship physical violence there's just never a place where that's okay yeah in a relationship this so if it happens once it's going to happen again so i think it's important to if that is a, an experience that you're having or have had you need to call it for what it is this is physical violence this is a physical abusive relationship that you're in and of course that could become very very dangerous to call it and to and to and to address it but we, you need to address it it needs to be done you cannot let that go any further than it has already yeah um and I, I i i want to make a point here in in not genderizing this because abusive relationships can happen in any sort of relationship whether it's same sex relationships or or heteronormative rela relationships and it can be any gender that exhibits abusive behavior yeah this is not a, a gendered subject and it can very often become a very gendered subject um of course abuse can happen in many different ways and i think this is the important uh thing to consider it's not always overtly physical and it can be much more subtle it can be uh things like emotional manipulation it can be gaslighting it can be um controlling subtly controlling a person's uh behavior or their finances or the people that they hang out with you know if if somebody's saying to you uh and giving you hints whether they may be overt or more subtle um about the way you dress yeah or about the per the people that you hang out with or your family members or the way in which you live your life these are subtle ways of controlling you and and so these are extremely big red flags that we need to look out for and like i said sometimes these red flags are hiding behind a smile sometimes these red flags are hiding behind uh charisma and and seduction and sexiness and uh, and fun and humor 
and and yet so that so they become easily concealed and make you know some people are very very clever at how they manipulate and how they covertly operate in a very abusive manner what i think is important to understand whenever we're talking about any level of abuse the the common themes are is power yeah one person is trying to have power over another so somebody is standing in the in the powerful dominant position and trying to suppress and oppress uh the the other person in the relationship and of course that can be done in so many different ways as i just mentioned so of course any anything physical is very obvious that's just not okay we we should not and uh, uh um stand up for that and allow that to happen even if it's somebody you you're not involved in yeah if you see this in a friendship uh relationship or anything or family members it's something we need to really support that victim and the and the perpetrator um to 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 address yeah it's not okay it's just not okay as well as the other factors of abuse they're not okay either but i think the physical abuse is much more easier to see um anything that is manipulative uh coercive um controlling in any way and i think the important thing is to see to 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 for us to be able to recognize these things there's a feeling we have when somebody is doing this towards us there's a feeling of disempowerment we can feel our that our power is being sucked away by somebody else and we may not necessarily and like i said for these more covert um uh, subtle uh, uh ways of manipulating it can be easy to question ourselves um in that subtle in that feeling of intuitive something's not okay here if we if we feel this if we feel this i'm being sucked dry here i'm being controlled in some way my power is being uh taken away then that is a really good sign it's a very felt experience we feel it in the body we feel this ooh this depletion this ickiness this is a a transgression of your boundaries somebody's overstepping the mark take and then taking away from you without consent this is something um this is abuse yeah it is it is a uh, an intentional they may they may not necessarily know they're doing it but there's a part of them that absolutely knows that they're doing it yeah so these things can often be an unconscious behavior that they're engaged in um but when called on it it's going to be it's going to be very very obvious to them what they're doing they may deny it that's that's also very true in fact they often will um but that's okay let them do what they need to do you don't need to be in relationship with them get the hell out yeah very very big important red flag to look at of course when we feel that we're being lied to yeah if we feel that a partner is is lying uh is concealing truth which is just as bad as lying it's the same thing um if there if there's manipulation or any sort of gaslighting involved in that uh non-disclosure of truth uh which there often is they go hand in hand together 
lying is a way of controlling you. Yeah? Lying is a way of, of controlling you by limiting your uh, reaction to the truth. Yeah, so it's like if I if I don't give you the truth, then I can't re then you can't react and you can't get mad at me for doing something that I shouldn't have done. Yeah, um, I I'm not going to lie to you unless there's a reason for me to lie in, uh, to lie to you and conceal the truth because I don't want your reaction. Lying is often. Uh, people can often think that they're trying to protect the other person from the truth by lying or concealing truth, withdrawing truth. Um, but it's not really about protecting the other person at all. It's about protecting themselves from the other person's reaction and to then be called out on their shit. So it's very selfish, it's very narcissistic, and there's, there is this self-importance and this need to protect um, themselves, to look out for themselves. So it's very, uh, we need to, nip it in the bud straight away. Of course, we've all lied. We've all tried to bend truth. We've all not, not disclosed. And I think it's, this is probably a way in which people will often uh, try and justify uh, their lying. Is like saying, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell you the truth. I didn't say anything. Yeah. So by not disclosing, by not speaking, we're, we're just as guilty. And so it's important to recognize that. So these are all very, very important uh, red flags to look at. Yeah. For us to look at. What do we do with it when we see them? So of course, this is where emotional regulation comes in clear communication so go and check out previous videos where i talk about emotional mastery and communication um, using particular strategies to get our point across sometimes we're gonna need help yeah we're not going to be able to to do it ourselves. we're going to need somebody who we can trust whether that's a family member um you know, it could be a situation in, in certain cir circumstances where an intervention could be necessary. There could be family members, loved ones, uh, friends that see bad behavior going on and really need to bring this person to account to address it. It could be that you need to get somebody um, like myself, a counselor, therapist, uh, who can work with you to support you as well as the other person in bringing these things to light and seeing if there's a way in which we can resolve them. Um, and if not, how do we then deal with the relationship from here on in? It's, it's important to, 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 when we're looking at these no deals and these red flags and these, um, the, the, these ways in which values don't meet, um, the outcome of this could be that we need to break up and that needs to be a, a very real um, acceptance that and of course it's hard breakups are hurt breakups are messy it's a difficult thing to do and what's worse is staying in a relationship that doesn't work for you that hurts you that depletes you of life force that doesn't fulfill your needs that makes you unhappy it's really, really important. If you're in a relationship where you don't feel loved, you don't feel cared for, you don't feel that your needs and values are, are important, 
um, that you don't feel that you have a level of autonomy that, that, a, that an adult human being should have, this is a problem. This is something that you need to look at and you need to address. Don't endure it. Don't just pretend it doesn't, it's not, a, it's not a thing and put it under the carpet. Look at it, face it, and, and do something about it. And of course, get the support in needed, in, that you may need to, in order to do something. So hopefully this is useful to you and hopefully you can look at the, some of the ways in which you may have ignored some of these red flags in, in your previous relationships and maybe there's some that you need to look at right now. Um, I think, and I, I wanna re-emphasize this is that, well firstly, I wanna re-emphasize the fact that this isn't a gendered issue. There are both, both uh, all, all genders, all humans are capable of being shits. <laughs> And, and not being good at relationship and, and, and being abusive, yeah? Uh, and also, it's not about making the other person wrong. If we have a mismatch of values, that doesn't mean the other person is wrong and we need to change them. This is really, really important. But what it is, it means that we're just not compatible. Or we maybe that's not, uh, if, if, I, if it's our no deals that aren't meeting, Maybe we're just not compatible and we need to part ways so you can go and find somebody that you're more compatible with and so can I. So we need to, we need to, do, we need to do something about it. So hopefully this has been useful. If you've liked this information, please go on, click the like, bit, like button. Uh, if you feel that this is information that's worth sharing, go ahead, share it on your socials, share it with your friends, your loved ones, your family members. I really love it when you interact with my videos, so please click the buttons. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, and I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Um, keep loving.